Hello, and welcome to Not the Podcast You Deserve. I'm Drew Crawford, joined by my co-hosts Kyle Cox and Drew Allen. And coming off of Father's Day weekend, uh, we started thinking about who are some of the best fathers uh, in movies. And we figured we'd go with the man who's playfully been deemed as America's dad. That's right. This week we're talking about Tom Hanks. Uh, and we're talking about, out of all of his movies, which Tom Hanks character would you like to play your own father? So strap in as we get ready for another episode of Not The Podcast User. So uh, before we just dive right into the topic this week, uh, what's been going on in your cinematic universes? Go ahead, Drew. Yeah, well, not a lot on my end. Um, It was my, me and Tiff's two-year anniversary this week, so a lot of planning. Congratulations, by the way. How about that? Thank you. Said it it couldn't be done. I lost that bet. I lost that bet, and that's okay. I'm glad I did. Uh, so, uh, you know, I have not had a lot of chance to, to watch movies and do the research that I uh, wanted to do this week. Um, I'm trying to think. Did Have you guys seen Silence of the Lambs? Yes, but it's been a really long time. Okay, so I know that's a classic movie that, like, everybody's supposed to see. And I'd never seen it because I don't like horror and I thought it was horror. And my wife told me it's not really a horror movie, so I went and watched it. And oh my gosh, that movie's amazing. Yeah. And I'm not sure why it took me 28 years to watch Silence of the Lambs. You've never um, seen. Well, because when it came out, you know, we were children <laughs> and weren't allowed to see it. And... Yeah. That's like a really, really, really good movie. But the uh-huh. thing that stuck with me about that movie is the serial killer that the, the serial killer that they were trying to catch. The only thing I've ever seen that guy from, I don't know his real name. He was like the henchman in Flubber. And like I kept like imagining serial killer is like the same like in the same universe as Flubber and like this is just what he did like before he turned into a serial killer and I couldn't shake wow. that throughout the movie. But also like I was shocked. That's I guess the first time I've seen a Jodie Foster movie or wherever like her performance really stuck out with me. I think she won Academy Award for Best Actress. Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor, and the movie was Best Picture, and maybe it was Best Directing too. Best Director too. I'm not sure. No, it, it had. I think it won the full Big Four. Um, but then watching Jodie Foster, I was like, that she did a great job. And so I just kind of looked yeah. up what she'd done recently, and that's when I watched uh, Artemis or Hotel Artemis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, which is just recently out there with Dave Batista, uh, Jeff uh, Goldblum, like John Jeff Wick Goldblum. Ripoff. Yeah. Kind yeah, of. it's it's like a it's like a like a hospital slash hotel for like the underworld crime underworld, and you have to like have a membership. So it's it is that's what I was thinking all the time. I was like, this is just like a, another section of John Wick like universe, and it was really really good. Jodie Foster is really incredible. She has mm-hmm. like some really really great acting in terms of like her her um, accent is like really really good and when she's in sounds of lambs and she's from you know the south georgia or something can't remember where and then hotel artemis she's got like a really good new york accent and like you believe the whole thing it's very not nick cage where you're like what is he doing like halfway through the movie you're like is, <laughs> is he, what is he trying to do where is, why is he doing is all he of the from? accents <laughs> why is he screaming all the time and and hotel artemis has got dave batista just being dave batista like that's the role he needs where he's just an enforcer and he just breaks things and then a mona lisa saperstein is in it too i don't remember her name uh but mona lisa saperstein from uh, parks and rec um who's the worst oh my <laughs> he's in it 
and she's Money, great. Please. Honey, please. I love her. I want her to be in all the things. Uh, but yeah, that's, those are the two that I, I watched. I also watched Apollo 13 to prepare for this. Cause when I was thinking about like my favorite Tom Hanks movie, I think it is Apollo 13. And I wanted to watch like four or five to kind of get like, you know, the vision for like, you know, Tom Hanks, who would, who would, which Tom Hanks character would be the best dad. And then after like halfway through Apollo 13, I was like, I don't think there's a reason to watch any other one. This dude, this dude is awesome. Sign me up. I'd also like to say that I have a great father and I love him so much and I would never trade him yeah. for him. Yeah. But if we, I had we to. We all have great relationships with our father. We are not doing yeah. this as like a fantasy. It's not like a replacement. Like. <laughs> yeah. That should be known. I, I don't want Tom Hanks as a dad, but if I had to. But if I had yeah. to have one. I got halfway right. through Apollo 13. I was like, why do I have to watch Forrest Gump now? This is way better. This dude is awesome. So yeah. what about Drew? What about you? Um, I recently watched all of season three of Westworld. Um, oh yeah did you like it i did Um, yeah so i usually wait until a whole season has come out of something and then binge it yeah so then i can only have to buy hbo max or whatever for like one month as opposed to 14 um saves all the monies but i i actually did enjoy it um it took me a hot second to kind of remember what was going on in the season and also classic nolan brothers you don't actually figure out what yeah, it the point matter. is yeah. until like <laughs> yeah. episode six like you get three-fourths the way through it and you're like oh i see what's happening now right and then it gets to the very end it's like did you because it's different <laughs> and that's i thought about season three of westworld like the payoff was it it felt like it took longer to get to but it also felt like it was better than season two's payoff was i think yeah i agree i am kind of con- like concerned about where they're gonna go yeah, Four. apparently they've got like apparently Jonathan Nolan said he's got like two seasons, two or three seasons that like mapped out in his brain already um for the end, which I don't okay. see where they're going from this. So there's, yeah. there's no telling. I was just worried expanding it from like the park, which was this enclosed little world of like yeah. hey, we can confine and control all the rules and right. you know, you can explore all of that, but once you open it up to the big wide world, it's like mm, I'm what's going to be yeah, I'm concerned you're going to get a storyline lost yeah. just trying to explore everything. Which reminds like, me... Go ahead. If they had continued filming The Truman Show after he got out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That show. That's a really good point. <laughs> did, did you guys watch Watchmen on HBO? No, but it's Series? on my list next. Man. Okay. It's similar to Westworld in terms of like it takes a really long time to pay off and you really don't know what's going on for the majority of it. But that payoff is one of the best that has been done, especially for a long-term series like an HBO-style one. Because it's the uh, the guy who did Lost. J.J. Mm. Abrams? No, the guy who wrote a bunch of it. Oh, that's going to bother me. I'm going to look that up. But uh, yeah, he and he wrote, and it's kind of like, it doesn't really, it doesn't pick up where like the movie left off. It picks up where the comic book left off. Oh, okay. Which the only real thing like that's big about that is um damon lindelof that's his name who like i think he created lost or he wrote a bunch of lost wrote, at least yeah. or something um and like the only reason that you need to know that it's the, from the comic book is the comic book and the movie are very similar but their endings could not be more different mm-hmm. in terms of like how they stop the bad guy um yeah in the comic and then the movie um he makes ozymandias makes uh, uh dr manhattan become the bad guy right mm-hmm. they make everybody think it was him in the comic books 
Ozymandias finds a way to teleport an alien giant huge squid to fall in the middle of New York <laughs> and it terrorizes New York and they have to blow it up. And but that that like turned everything from like the nation the worlds were fighting each other to and now everybody had a common enemy. We all had to fight the squid thing. And <laughs> so like the book and the movie could not be any more different. But they huh. the HBO series picks up like right after the squid has been blown up <laughs> and and integrates that actually with um one of the biggest social injustice massacres of all time um in Tulsa in the 60s i want to know that's not right 20s maybe i don't know i think it was the 20s uh where where a bunch of african where a bunch of black people were killed in the 20s in tulsa and that's kind of it takes that and it takes the squid in new york and it takes like seven different timelines and it's just fun it's really really good i suggest you watch cool yeah i'm excited for it i uh i got uh hbo max just to like watch westworld and deadwood and a couple other things and like while i'm there it's like okay i'm trying to binge as much as i can within i'm gonna wait until the snyder cut comes out uh the justice league snyder cut to get my free month of hbo max it's like uh july 2021 or something like that yeah i've got a while got a while i'm got a while to (laughs) bite that bullet um i will say you mentioned dave batista earlier and it reminded me that they've got um what my spy is his movie coming out or whatever Mm -hmm. that's coming directly to hulu maybe something like that um and i gotta say i'm kind of okay with all of these like straight to digital release movies like i i miss the movie theater experience a little bit um because i love movies i've probably given too much money to that that (laughs) mark by by my house um but i'm okay with them just being like hey here's the big digital release and like they hype it up right Mm -hmm. i really do miss that's what my wife and i were talking about was like you know what's the first thing you're gonna do once you know quarantine is lifted or whatever and she was like get her nails done or something i was like i just want to go sit in a movie theater (laughs) i want to sit in a movie theater where i don't have to worry about you know anybody knocking on the door or i can't like nobody's on their phones and stuff i just want to like be in a movie theater again and be able to have the surround sound and everything so yeah i can't get here fast enough i don't yeah but um uh, maybe a good bridge into what we're talking about today. Greyhound, uh, a Tom Hanks movie where he plays a captain, but not Captain Phillips. Uh, <laughs> in World War II, as he's transporting American soldiers from uh, America to Europe to to fight, oh, cool. and German submarines, the U-boats, are in the Atlantic trying to sink these troop ships, and so he's That's like cool. commanding this fleet as they go across. Oh, I haven't uh, heard of this yet. It's coming out July 10th. I surprised Apple is pushing it hard because it's coming out on Apple plus TV or whatever that. Oh, I don't have Apple plus. Uh, no, but they're advertising it everywhere. Like I see it on Hulu all the time. Interesting. Okay. Is this based um, on a real story? Do we know this? Yeah, I believe so. This would be like the 12th time Tom Hanks has played a real life person. Yeah, and apparently he like does not want to keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I forget who it was, but somebody was telling me the story that uh, he did this whole thing about like, I don't want to play real people anymore, told his agent that, and then his agent was like, but they want you to play Mr. Rogers. And he's like, what did I just tell you? Like, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. And then his son, Colin Hanks, actually was the one who gave him the script and was like, you have to read this, dad. Like, you have to do this. Do you know who told you that story? Was it you? It was us right here on Not the Podcast You Deserve, episode five or six or something. Look at us go full circle. Wow. Now we're back. What a great podcast. Y'all should listen to that. 
<laughs> All right, Drew, you want to get started? Or how do you want to start? I don't even know how to do this. Okay, well, not- first, first of all, I mean, the, the man has been named America's dad for a reason, right? Uh, if you guys haven't seen his like SNL cold opens, he, <laughs> about this, he's hosted SNL like 10 times now. And the most, re- the most recent one being um, during quarantine. He actually like did it from home. No way, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And wasn't it like wasn't it like kind of painful? Cause it was like when we just started doing like the Zoom stuff and like didn't they have like audience members there to like get the laugh track essentially? No, they like piped in laugh track stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just heard him talk about it on the radio and Oh and, yeah. And he was he even addressed it like at the beginning. He's like, This is gonna be weird, but like we're yeah. gonna try. Uh, yeah. Right. He actually makes a funny joke at one point. He's like, It's SNL. Some of them are gonna be funny, some of them are gonna be duds. And you know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, didn't he just like, get over COVID-19 too or was that before he got yeah it? yeah no, he was he like did. one of the first big like celebrities that got it I think correct Besides yeah because he was player. in Australia filming a movie mm. um and that's where he got it and crikey he like became the American celebrity cover for COVID-19 and that's part of the reason you know we see him as America's dad. Everybody was just like, no, please not Tom Hanks. <laughs> He's the best of us. Uh, I'm so emotionally invested in him. Yeah. Anybody, but Tom Hanks. Uh, I, so. I petitioned to change Thanksgiving to Tom Hanks giving. Mm. Uh, I think it really works. I think it fits. And if you would like to change Thanksgiving to Tom Hanks giving, you can sign my petition at NTPYD podcast. <laughs> at gmail.com go ahead and email in well put you on the list um (laughs) no but actually the whole him getting covid in australia and everybody just wanting tom hanks to be okay that whole feeling of like national love for tom hanks is why uh ron howard put him in apollo 13 uh he yeah he was quoted as saying like i don't want the biggest action hero i don't need like the biggest star i needed the one person that i knew everyone in america just wanted to come home that's so great wow that's genius yeah and then you know 20 years later or whatever 25 years later he, it's kind of actually happening because he's in a foreign country <laughs> with a deadly disease and everyone's like no please please yeah. Tom Hanks. <laughs> we need you <laughs> so in the spirit of Tom Hanks being America's dad, um, before we just jump right into your own pick that you watched for this week, let's talk mm. about a couple of his roles that you remember uh, just off the top of your head um, and talk about what those dads might have been like. Saving Private Ryan Tom Hanks is got to be the coolest Tom Hanks, right? That mm. guy's awesome. And right. Like, if you're ever, you know, like lost at Six Flags, get separated from your dad, he'll find you. <laughs> and that has it to be... sacrifice every one of his men to come get you. <laughs> and right. that has to be high on the list of like priorities in terms of what you're looking for. Yeah. But like, not only does he like, you know, save Private Ryan, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> but he also like walks his men through dealing with the situation. And like three or four times throughout the movie, he like, sits down and like talks them out of just quitting and keeps them moving forward. And yeah, he's um, able to be like that steadfast pillar of commitment of like, this is our mission. This is our job. Um, And I respect and love you guys, but like, we're going to do this. Like we don't quit. Yeah. Uh, Another one that, that jumps out to me uh, big. I'm not sure if it's great father material since he is a 13 year old in (laughs) 
uh, a was it? Is he thirty in the movie? I, I don't know what it's thirteen going on thirty. Similar yeah, premise. something like that. Um, but I do think it's interesting that he's kind of goofy, like as a person. I feel like, like he is phenomenal every time he's on SNL, just because he is so. Like David S. Pumpkins is one of the weirdest videos <laughs> I've ever seen, but I will not not laugh at that skit every single time I watch every it. Every time, yeah. And, and uh, I think Big is just him being like, "Yeah, I'm a 13 year old at heart," and it's just charming to watch, which is tough to do. Um, one thought: if you had Tom Hanks from The Terminal, your dad would always know a lot about airports the inner workings of airports yeah yeah he could probably <laughs> tell you where to get the best food at an airport when you got a long layover and nowhere to take a nap so uh, do not get that going for you do not underestimate a father who is comfortable in an airport because <laughs> i think universally all fathers are never more stressed than when they're trying to get <laughs> their whole family through the tsa yeah and, and uh, tom hanks as uh, victor navorsky would be uh he'd he'd be great he'd feel right at home get it so, oh yeah. if uh, i wanted if, if i you know had to choose an alcoholic father tom hanks from a league of their own i think <laughs> you could do worse if my dad had to be flawed <laughs> in one specific way with severe alcoholism wow that's that's hilarious uh, Dugan. I, I know he recently did you know a beautiful day in the neighborhood with play mr rogers yeah and that feels like that would be a an easy pick but he actually talks about in the movie at one point as mr rogers being like my relationship with my sons was not great like yeah one of them really? didn't actually acknowledge me as their father till i was or till he was 25 like could you Can imagine you, what kind of pressure that would be not just the pressure but like how old would that get if like you're just like a you know like a pent-up 16 year old you wouldn't be mad and like your dad comes in and is like let's talk about our feelings like no i want to punch something like <laughs> or, that probably or like be great. or like every time you do something wrong people are like oh his dad's <laughs> mr rogers what's wrong with this home. kid you you're come not home allowed and, to complain about anything yeah 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 you come home and there's just a set of puppets out and you're like crap he knows <laughs> he knows i got in trouble at school again i'm talking about puppets. feelings <laughs> <laughs> oh what a nightmare uh, i feel like having captain sully as your as your dad or captain phillips either one would be kind of old um <laughs> Caselli, yeah, Dad. I know you saved the airplane. I get it. We get it. The Hudson River. We all (laughs) heard about it. Get a new story, Dad. Uh, And Captain Phillips, I feel like he would do the whole like, "I'm the captain now," (laughs) all the time. I mean, are are we going to act like we don't all want Polar Express Tom Hanks? He actually played the dad in that as well, didn't he? He played every character. He was the CGI like actor for every almost every character it's yeah. been a long time since he, I've seen that because he was the train ticket guy he was the hobo i think he played santa like he was the dad like he was everybody yeah um correct me if i'm wrong crawford because you're like the tom hanks expert here philadelphia sleepless in seattle and you've got mail all three movies are like in a trilogy no essentially the exact same movie no, Philadelphia's way off, and we oh, need okay. to. I don't know what Philadelphia. Yeah, is. we probably need to cut that because. Okay. What is Philadelphia? Philadelphia is a movie where he plays a gay man with AIDS. 
No, really? Yeah. He's being defended oh, by... Wow. And he's, like, taking it to court. Denzel Washington. Oh, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like, his first Oscar. So that's more different. That's different than Sleepless in Seattle. Way different. Or I, I haven't seen Sleepless in Seattle, but I don't think that's the same story. If they are connected, Philadelphia is definitely at the end. Like something <laughs> happened after Meg Ryan that sent him into a tailspin. Oh, that's funny. But Sleepless in Seattle and You've Got Mail, both Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan rom-com right uh yes yes they are and they came you've out around tr- the same time you've tried to make me watch uh, uh you've got mail before and i think i just left it's my um, favorite movie ever i know i know it is <laughs> and, and that makes no sense to me but i still love you honestly him in that movie and, and you've got mail would be a great dad um he doesn't have kids of his own but he's got a brother and an aunt who are like 30 years younger than him um because his grandfather and his dad keep getting remarried and having these like really young children. Um, so he's got a aunt who's like 10 and a brother who's like five. And uh-huh. uh, yeah. And he treats them like his own kids in a way, you know, he spends the day with them. He takes them to the carnival. Like he takes them to the bookstore. Like they do all this fun uh-huh. stuff and he's really sweet. And he's great. Um, Sleepless in Seattle, Tom Hanks may not be the best dad because again, he's got a little boy. Uh, who just knows everything about his love life. Uh, like, you should not be telling your six-year-old all these things about your love life. Uh, oh. that, is, that is too involved. <laughs> this is it, definitely maybe meets... <laughs> a little, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. They uh, were both directed... Uh, You've got Mail and Sleepers in Seattle, both uh, directed by Nora Ephron, both starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. How about that? You're telling me it's not the same movie. They're not the same movie. Okay. One of them is way better than the other one, and it's You've Got Mail. <laughs> okay. Uh, if Da Vinci Code Tom Hanks was your father, you'd never be able to hide anything. Nope. <laughs> You're not getting away with a single thing, no matter how elaborate. Who's a better vault hunter, Da Vinci Code Tom Hanks or National Treasure Nicolas Cage? Uh, who's? Well, how about this? Whose hair is worse? Ooh. <laughs> they both I think, had. I think it's Tom bad. Hanks for both categories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't Tom Hanks have like the weird like mullety thing going yes, on? Yes, he had a really or gross mullet. That might have been Angels and Demons. I can't remember. Don't you talk about my Both. Tom Hanks father that way? Both. Wow. All right. I don't, I don't know how you save that one. <laughs> uh, the last one I thought of was uh, Forrest Gump, which... He does he, seem like a good dad at the end. would learn a lot of very specific skills. He's in like, my running right now. You would learn how to run. Uh, you would. <laughs> you would learn how to play ping pong. Uh, you also, would learn... you'd be so rich. You'd be so loaded. <laughs> you could do whatever you wanted to do. That too. That That's... would be pretty nice. Money is not an issue. You'd learn all about shrimp. Uh, and you'd learn what love is, right? Yeah. Man, dad... He seems polite. Not the kid's a smart polite. Man. Yeah, your dad may not be a smart man, but he knows what love is. But he is. knows what love is. There you go. <laughs> um... Also, okay, uh, maybe this is too much, but doesn't in Forrest Gump, Jenny dies yep. of of AIDS, right? Of HIV. Yes, it's implied that that's what it is. So, Forrest Gump, life expectancy, what are we thinking that's at? I don't know. I don't think... So we definitely they, uh, sleep together in the movie. Right, but th- yeah, this is where I don't know. I, I need to see the movie again, but I don't feel like him and Jenny really spent a ton of time together. Obviously, they've got a kid, but... Well, they didn't like, end up getting married at the end there for. But then she dies long. pretty quick. Like yeah. that love story, 
I remember being impactful for me, but honestly, looking about it critically, they only spend like a week together after their kids. Oh, I don't know, man. I, don't know. I just it's, feel like just either way, Trevor. I just feel like either way, I don't think Tom Hanks Forrest Gump has like a super long life expectancy after the end credits roll. I could be way wrong. I hope I am, but I, uh, I don't see that ending well for him. Uh, so Let's this, outrun it. this is kind of unexpected. Wow! I did just get a uh, an email uh, that says first time caller slash emailer, uh, long time listener. My first question is, what version of Sir Tom Hanks would make the worst father? Also, is Woody from Toy Story a parental figure or just a reluctant hero archetype? The people want to know. Thanks for taking my call. No way. That's wild, man. How about that? What are the chances that you got that right now? Well, I had told a couple people what we were doing today. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, But that's, that's kind of fun. That happened right in the middle of this. Uh, if you're talking about worst Tom Hanks dad, are we are we doing that? You want to segue yeah, into that? Sure. Yeah. Talking about worst Tom Hanks dad, I think, and I haven't seen all the Tom Hanks movies, but I think Catch Me If You Can, Tom Hanks is uh is the definition of a father who's more involved with his work than he is his family, and would probably family would end up being because in the movie he's on Christmas Day he's in the office while yeah he and, like the the cool parallel in that movie is that he and Leonardo DiCaprio are on opposite sides of the law but they both are outsiders and they are uh, isolated because um, Leonardo DiCaprio is running for his life and Tom Hanks, the most important thing is catching him. So I don't, I don't know if that's um, my, my dad was always around, never missed a game, uh, never missed a play, never missed, you know, whatever was going on. So I enjoyed having a dad that was around. I don't think Tom Hanks catch me if you can dad would be around. Yeah. That's, that's probably a good point. Drew Allen. Uh, You have a thought? Um, I'm trying to decide between Cloud Atlas and The Circle, and I've seen neither of those movies. <laughs> the Circle but- <laughs> Tom Hanks is so bad. I, I have seen Cloud Atlas, and holy crap, it's terrible. <laughs> in in The Circle, Tom Hanks is like the head of this company that's essentially, if I remember correctly, just spying on everybody. It's yeah. like he invented like Facebook, but like Facebook that spies on you. But they like, I think Facebook. It's actually, you know what I think? It's you remember Parks and Rec, um, Grizz, Grizzle or Grizzly or whatever. Oh yeah, um, yeah. When they have that company, that that technology company that ends up spying on them and has drones and like no is recording you all the time. I'm like 95 percent sure that the circle is a ripoff of the last season of Parks and Rec and how that Grizzle or whatever takes over that Pawnee. <laughs> Cloud Atlas uh, is kind of a interesting one just because it has to do a lot with like reincarnation kind of stuff like it's a it's this love story of like these people that keep finding each other throughout different times in history and future history so tom hanks plays like eight characters in that movie so it's like which guy do you want to be your dad like futuristic living on a space like desert tom hanks or like Mm. some really bad ones in history Woody is kind of like the the voice of reason in the toy group. He kind of is the dad to all the toys, which I guess would make Bo Peep like the mom. And, and in Toy wow. Story 4, they end up abandoning their family, if you want to look at it that way. And that didn't, it didn't, doesn't Toy Story 4 end with them like leaving and they stay at the carnival thing while the other toys ride off with the chick and, and Forky, who's a mm-hmm. sport. Your kids got to grow up and build their own tents at some point, you know? Yeah. You know, you, you got to retire. You got to get the kids out the nest. You got to yeah. make your kids go to a carnival <laughs> and then let them leave with somebody else. That's, well, yeah. that's the, that's the and big thing. You want it to be away. saving private Ryan Tom Hanks if you're going to be a Tom <laughs> Hanks to 
get your kids out of that car go find them um i think i think worse tom hanks dad might be that thing you do um where he plays the agent uh who i mean he's clearly just all about the money he's all about you know the record deals he doesn't actually care about the people's feelings he just wants them to be famous and does he break up Liv tyler and that other guy how uh, what's his name he, he doesn't do it explicitly but he does kind of like plant some stuff yeah start. like he explicitly like influences Liv Tyler. Yeah. be like does he really like you i don't think he does before he like even starts kind of semi chasing after other popular another popular singer yeah and as far as dad goes like he's always on the road he's always like Mm -hmm. you know spending time with all these other people trying to make them famous like there's no never time for you you probably would get to see some cool concerts so like that's kind of fun (laughs) that's what so that got me to thinking uh tom hanks and saving mr banks is playing walt disney Mm. and from all accounts, Walt Disney, I don't think was like a great human. If I no. want to say that I've heard some bad stuff about him. You have. Other than that, he smoked cigarettes and stuff. I am um, specifically not going to pick a Tom Hanks that played a real actor or a real person because I don't know the history on any of the people that he's played well I, enough I to be like. It's. I think it's pretty well documented that Walt Disney had some bad beliefs. But I will say it would be cool to be the child who just gets to live to at Disney World. To yeah. Disney World every day. That would be kind of fun. Happiest place in the world. You get a free pass. You can go but, whenever you want. Come but on. yeah, Walt Disney as your dad has a whole bag of uh, other things attached to it. So I can't remember. I can't, I can't even remember what all I've. I've and that bag is full of stock because you will be loaded. Yeah, true. <laughs> that is uh, that's a good point. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another, I feel like there's another easy one that I'm missing. And, uh, as far as what, good what, ones or bad ones, what was Either. the Toy Story question? Oh, I'm thinking part. the Green Mile. Oh, he, the the Toy Story one was: is Woody a parent or is he a reluctant hero? And he's, and I guess Woody kind of gets himself into a lot of trouble in Toy Story movies. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say a he's times. a reluctant hero. I'd say he thinks of himself as the hero, right? Um, yeah, and then he has to figure out that he has to share that with somebody else a little bit. Yeah. And, but he definitely oh. sees himself as the leader and the hero. Yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of times he doesn't have to do the stuff that he ends up doing that makes him fall out of the house or whatever into the garbage uh, truck. And you know. the first movie is all about him not being able to let go of the power when Buzz Lightyear comes in and starts getting all the glory. Yeah, he gets jealous. Yeah, and then I can't remember too very well. It's with Zerg and the yeah. prospector. Yeah, and then three is the one where they're in the furnace and they're about to get blown up by the evil teddy bear yeah yeah that i I didn't i don't know if you guys are on that toy story 2 is my least favorite of those toy story the original for sure and then toy story 3 for me i never realized that because i thought zerg was the coolest toy story villain but i don't care for toy story 2 all that much i hear you i hear you the prospector didn't do it for me no. Yeah. And then the evil fuzzy teddy bear in toy story 3 was like the exact same storyline as the prospector in terms of like we're fun and joyous, and then he turns on him. Yeah. Anyways, that probably derailed it just a little <laughs> bit. Back to Tom Hanks. <laughs> uh, but let that be a you know encouragement to all of our listeners out there. We engage with your questions, so send them our way. <laughs> Mid recording, we will engage with any we questions. Will we will pivot for we you. We will stop whatever we are doing. <laughs> there are dozens of you, and we want you each to feel special. 
That's so true. Kyle, you did mention Green Mile before we went on yeah. Toy Story. That was the one. I knew that was thinking. There was like one like really, really famous Tom Hanks one that I couldn't remember what I was missing. Um, and it was, yeah, Green Mile. It's been a long time since I've seen Green Mile. I remember he was a really good dude in Green Mile. Yeah, um, he was great. And- he He couldn't pee. So, you know, as the movie went on, he was becoming more and more irritated. Um, Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Part yeah. of the whole thing is like he can't pee for like days. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. And Clark Michael Duncan or Michael Clark Duncan? Which one is it? Michael Clark Duncan. Um, like heals him. That's right, because Michael Clark Duncan has like magical powers or something in that movie. Correct. Yes. Like kind of out of nowhere, right? Like isn't that like kind of like if you take that aspect of the movie away, like it could have happened. Like it was all set in like very much real world stuff, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. Michael Clark Duncan has magic powers. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, he is like a great family man in that movie, right? Always going home point. with kids and everything. Um, but I, unless you guys have other ones that come up, uh, I think we can transition into what you research for this week as far as what Tom Hanks do you want to be your dad? The, uh, the scene for me in Apollo 13, when they figure out that the air they're breathing is... Uh, is carbon dioxide, I think, I think is the technical, like scientific what's going on. Regardless, every time they take like a breath of air, like it slowly like starts to kill them or whatever. And I remember, just remember that scene where all the other crew members like looking at him, like, you know, what do we do? And he's like, just breathe, breathe easy fellas is what he says. And that Tom Hanks, you know, like charming voice that, you know, soothes mm. all your pain. Um, <laughs> because like at the, yeah, like, what are you going to do? You can't not breathe and, you know, breathing might end up killing us, but we'll just, we'll get, it's like, you know, we've all had one of those moments where you just like have sheer panic and you just look at your dad and you're like, what do I do? And, you know, usually dad comes in clutch with something. So that was like, that, that scene to me, I was like, yeah, I don't need to, I don't need to rewatch Saving Private Ryan. This is the dad I want. <laughs> dad I want. Someone who can look death in the face and say, not today. We're going to be just today. fine. today. Wow. That's great. Uh, for my, I, I'm kind of deciding between two right now. Um, Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks, and Saving Private Ryan, Tom Hanks. I feel like both of those I would be okay with. I think Forrest Gump, Tom Hanks is a great dad. That comes with some um, caveats. Like I feel like as you grow up and your dad just starts running, uh, if You're he ever get starts running, he won't stop running. You know, <laughs> you, you you will be teased at school. Like that's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but th- that scene where he first finds out about his son and just like asks, is he s- smart? Like I'm oh, teared yeah. up right now. Yeah. Like he cares about that kid and mm-hmm. the kid's so polite to the bus driver. Like he's doing a good job raising that kid morally at least. Um, and then Saving Private Ryan is just Captain Miller is who he plays in that one. And he's just such a strong leader and I don't know why it stands out to me so much, but him being an English teacher is also such a cool little character development. Like, the, you know, the, the, the whole poll of everybody he's trying to figure out what is he back in the real world because he's such a great military leader. Mm-hmm. And then he finally just comes out and is like, it's, I'm an English teacher. And, like, he took on all that responsibility, got them through, like, every scene of war in World War II. Like, they fought in Africa, in Italy, and, like... I don't do you, think they fought in Africa. I'm pretty sure 
uh, Sizemore's character has dirt from, you know, he grabs dirt from wherever they fight. You know, that, that's an important part of his mm, character. Gotcha. <laughs> you don't see him do it. You just, gotcha. I yeah. thought you meant like in the movie. It's like, nope, they definitely land in Normandy no. and they're in France the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, they, it, it takes like from D-Day on, but I'm pretty sure that he's taking them through every scene of war and like just is taken on and you could feel how the men like trust him wholeheartedly. My only caveat to him is how old is he before he goes off to war? Like how old is am I before my father goes off to World War II? Um, because he doesn't come back. Spoiler alert. I probably should start saying spoiler alert before I spoil things. <laughs> I would like to say I've been worked. swung on this whole, I decided I shouldn't watch Saving Private Ryan after I got halfway through Apollo 13. <laughs> I'd like to go back and watch Saving Private Ryan now because I totally forgot about that. I mean, he, he has a lot, like three or four times talks his entire squadron out of just abandoning the mission. And I think they all are, have been through enough war that they could go home. They like, we've been through it all. Why are we wasting our lives now for this one guy? Yeah. And he talks them like not, I, I, he goes through it too. Like at one point he gets mad that he, one of his guys dies and he just storms this gun for no reason. And it's like, he's not a totally pure, perfect character. Like he has his own flaws also. Right. And I like that. I think that's real. And that's because if you, if I were to pick a character that has no flaws as my dad's like, he's the greatest guy ever. It's like the flaws that you fill in, <laughs> like nobody's perfect. And that, that's yeah. just kind of how I view it. And, you know, the people we do look at being perfect, like Mr. Rogers, he's, he's great at humanizing even people like that of going, it's not all perfect for them either right yeah um he part of the reason i love tom hanks so much is that i think he plays a great uh human in his roles of going mm -hmm. there's good there's bad but either way i'm telling a compelling story um mm -hmm. but you can relate to it as an audience member um because you see good and bad in all of his characters which i mm -hmm. i really appreciate i forgot uh, how star-studded saving private ryan is good oh, oh yeah gosh. Vin Diesel, Matt Damon, <laughs> Ted Danson, Paul Giamatti, yep. freaking, uh, Giovanni Rabisi, Barry Pepper. Goodness gracious, and Tom Hanks. Wow. I need to watch this again. All right. Yeah. Would recommend. Um, so the movie I went with was Road to Perdition, which uh, uh, came out in 2002. Uh, and yeah, it didn't get a, a ton of huge following like some of his other movies have but it is a fantastic story um you want to talk about st uh, star studded it's got tom hanks paul newman daniel craig and jude loft uh, wow and so like okay here we go uh, tom <laughs> hanks plays a, a hitman and, and like an enforcer character for a prohibition uh booze runner bootlegger and, yeah yeah uh and this guy basically runs a you know big section of i think illinois um and he's basically like right under capone uh and tom hanks plays that guy's enforcer huh. and tom hanks in the movie has two little kids um his name is actually michael sullivan so another sully character um <laughs> and his other and his two sons are named michael and peter and one day his oldest son michael goes i want to know what dad does right and so he like hides in his car because he knows he works for the boss but he doesn't totally know what he does so he hides in his car 
follows him on one of his missions he goes on at night and he watches his dad use a Tommy gun and kill like three people. Oh, wow. And yeah. yeah. That'll change the way you look at life. Uh huh. And um, Tom Hanks is doing that because Daniel Craig, who is like the son of the, uh, of Paul Newman's character, who's like the boss, um, he kills a dude. And Tom Hanks is like defending, you know, his boss's son. And the whole movie is about father and son figures. And mm. because Paul Newman loves Tom Hanks like a son more than he actually loves his real son. Uh, but because Tom Hanks's son sees the murder, now they're in trouble. And Daniel Craig's character tries to like set them up to die. Tom Hanks takes his other, his son on the road after his wife and other son are murdered. And oh, they're wow. just like traveling around Illinois and Chicago trying to survive and, and like be on the run. And they end up started robbing banks because they're, uh, yeah, they're like stealing the Al Capone's money from all these banks Ooh. and stuff. Uh, kind of like a Robin Hood type thing, just so that he can get enough money and dirt to then come back and be like, listen, I'll give you guys your money back if you let me live and you let me go kill the guy who killed my wife. Oh, wow. um, but while is they're it, up, sorry, go ahead. Is, is this, uh, is Tom Hanks' uh, son in the movie? Is this the guy from, uh, who plays Superman in yep. the uh, CW stuff? That yep. is him. Yep. How about that? On the okay. Flash and C- um, Arrow and DC Legends of Tomorrow. I think there's, they're redoing Clark and Lois too. Oh, Just wow. Lois and Clark. I don't want that. I'm sorry. Continue. But um, while they're on the road, you know, you see all these adorable. Perdition. Uh, so Perdition is where his uh, the kid's aunt lives. And they're going to take him there. to like, Ah, okay. Um, I looked up the definition of perdition and it did not seem like a place that I wanted my father to take me. No, it's the, it's the name. It's the name of a town. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, while they're on the road, Tom Hanks like teaches his son, like how to drive. Uh, he's teaching him, you know, all these life lessons. He's becoming a real father to him. Um, and, you know, they just have a lot of fun and he delivers a lot of his lines the same way Tom Hanks has been delivering lines for 30 years. Uh, and just that. I was running. Maybe not that one. That's oh, a different. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. But he, he, you know, cares so much for his son. He's willing to die for his son, for his family, all that yeah. stuff. Um, and all the while they're being hunted by Jude Law, who's like the hitman they hire to kill. Oh, cool. Um, I need to watch this movie. It's yeah, fantastic. don't spoil this. Yeah, don't don't tell me anymore. I want to watch it now. It's it's Perdition a really good movie. Is a noun. It is a state of eternal punishment and damnation into which a sinful or unpenitent person passes after death. That's uh, also has kind of a, a yeah, layered I, meaning to it because one of the lines Paul Newman says to Tom Hanks at one point he goes, "There's only murderers in this room, Michael, yeah. and the only thing that's guaranteed is none of us are going to see heaven." Mm. interesting uh, which is uh, ironic because they deliver that line in the bottom of the church and it's like oh wow so, yeah and, so then, and then paul newman turns directly to camera and says we're on a road to perdition <laughs> so okay. just to be clear perdition uh the town is made up for the film road to perdition so yes i think that was i think if you were to google perdition before the movie you'd probably have a decent idea of where this movie is ending and, and what is happening as or they're on the road at least the themes dealt with throughout but and, and i will say when you started off saying like his son sees him 
his father murdered three people. I was like, this is the guy that you want to be your father. So it's because he grows up with nothing, right? And this crime boss takes uh-huh. him in as a child and like provides for him, gives him a life, all this stuff. And Michael, Tom Hanks, Michael, uh, does what he has to do to provide for his family, but he doesn't want his children to be like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he even says that to Michael, to his son, Michael, at one point where he's like, if I ever treated you differently, I'm sorry, but it's probably because you reminded me of me and I want you to be better than me. Mm, Uh, Wow. It's a, it's a touching story. Yeah. It it deals with specifically father and son relationship, which is kind of what we're talking about right now. mm -hmm. And I think it's interesting because mostly Tom Hanks in my head is David S. Pumpkins. Like he's playing a goofy guy, (laughs) like, uh, nothing can bother him. Nothing stresses him. He is steady throughout all of his movies, but he's also kind of goofy and funny. Uh, and he is a generally funny person. Like they say, when he comes on SNL, like he could have been a phenomenal SNL cast member just because he's hilarious. I almost picked an SNL cast uh, representation of Tom Hanks as my father. He's on Jeopardy as like the third character. And it's just Tom Hanks's hand stuck in a pickle jar. Yeah. And it's one of the funniest things I've seen. I've seen it in a while, so it may not hold up, but it's just, he's like, I, I, my hand's stuck in a pickle jar. It will just he's like, let go of the pickle. He's like, but I want the pickle. <laughs> I was like, that would be a phenomenal father. That's a very real dad move. I yeah. think it's hilarious. But as road perdition, he seems like a very serious, that's an interesting, I don't think I've seen Tom Hanks do a character like that. Like real dark and gritty. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's funny you mention that SNL said that he could have been a cast member. Like he's funny. He started out his career just doing funny, whimsical type, like goofy movies, right? Like he did Burbs, uh, Joe versus Volcano, Big. Like this was what he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was just kind of the the funny, ha 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 dude. And he yeah. wanted to break out of that and do a bunch of other stuff. And he's gone on to have one of the most prolific careers. Okay, uh, off the top of your heads. Who's made more films, Tom Hanks or uh, Nick Cage? Nick Cage has made more, but whose films are better, I'd say, is Tom, it's Tom Hanks. Mm. Uh, Drew Allen, what do you got? Uh, I, would, I would guess also, I, mean, like, I feel like Nick Cage has been in every movie ever since 2012. So, Oh, wow, it's closer than I thought it was going to be, actually. Uh, Tom Hanks, 93 credits on IMDb, Nick Cage, 105 and uh wow that is pretty close and i think they both have got three or four that are in pre-production currently cool yeah that's they're they've both been going at it for a long time now the difference is i guess uh although i'm not gonna say that i think every tom hanks movie is great i'm gonna say the percentage of good tom hanks movies (laughs) you know over his all all, of all the movies he's made is significantly higher than nicholas cage's good movies to all movies sure let's not act like we don't want a face-off remake with Nick Cage. And out of out it. of 105 Nick Cage movies, I would go ahead and bet there are eight good ones, and the rest are all bad. Well, and, we did a we did a bracket with nine, so uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted Face Off nowhere near that bracket, and you guys kept fighting to put Face Off on, so that is why I, I went with the eight route. Uh, yeah, but Tom Hanks seems like a good dude. I'm glad he's recovered from COVID nineteen. And yes. uh, while I don't want him to be my father, if I, you know, had to pick a Tom Hanks character, I'm uh, I'm still going with Apollo 13, Tom Hanks. Um, even it's though you sold one. me on a having to watch Road to Perdition and and having to see Saving Private Ryan once again because I totally forgot about most of that. 
So there's a scene in Apollo 13 where he, they're all having a party and he walks in with a box of champagne and he hands it to his son. And I was like, that's cool. He's, you know, he's like, obviously he's not going to let the son drink it, but he lets him hold it. I was like, that's a pretty cool dad move. <laughs> hold I think this, if son. That's, I think if like, that's all you were like wanting to get out of your Tom Hanks as a dad, then wouldn't you go with the uh, League of Their Own Tom Hanks? Just uh, you're holding <laughs> he was probably, all the time. He's probably giving his son quite a few moves anyways. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know about that one, man. Yeah. And again, we mentioned it at the beginning, but it's always good to bookend. I feel like all three of us love our fathers very much and have great yes, relationships yes. with them. Uh, but we just wanted to celebrate Tom Hanks as America's dad uh, and play a little game of which, which character do you want to be your dad? Well, where do we end this? What do we do now? You know, or, or have we decided? Did everybody get theirs in, right? I think Drew Allen talked for 28 minutes about seven different movies. Did you pick one, Drew? Uh, I'll, I'll go with Saving Private Ryan, Dad. You're going with Saving Captain Private Ryan, Dad. Yeah. I went with Apollo 13, Dad. Drew Crawford went with the Road to Perdition, Dad. What do we do to end this off? What, what can we? What do we do? Just let the music play us out. I, I guess. Thanks. <sighs> thanks for joining us on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Uh, tune in next week as we talk about I don't know, probably John Wick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> please reach out to us at ntpyd uh, at Twitter, and then uh, email us at ntpyd at gmail dot com. Uh, or is it NTPYD podcast? Is that what it is? Yes. That's it. Which, I think, which one is I it? That, I think that's it. Come on, man. I was so confident about it. You were. That's what makes it so sad. Oh, do you hear that music? Reach out to oh, us on Twitter at NTPYD podcast and email us at NTPYD podcast at gmail.com and we'll answer your shows or answer your questions on the show. Boom. Wilson! <laughs>